Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Foundation First Fitness Show with yours truly, Bob Owen. Today, we are going to answer a quick question that I got on my YouTube channel that I thought was really interesting. I wanted to bring it up in today's show. Uh, and before we get into that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a buddy of mine, Eric Nielsen, who just landed an assistant coaching job with the Bathurst Titans, who are in the Quebec Junior Major League, uh, the former or won the Memorial Cup last year. Uh, and, you know, this is a guy who really impacted uh, me a lot when I was with Montreal. Uh, in the Montreal Canes organization when I was working with uh, the Ice Caps in St. John's, Newfoundland. He was a player that came through the organization uh, in the first year that I was there. And, you know, it was the first year I was there. It was a, it was a very, you know, it was a, it was a very interesting time. You're learning a lot. There's a lot of speed bumps. There's a lot of learning curves. Uh, and he was definitely there uh, for me a lot in many occasions to help me, help me kind of figure things out and get a better idea of the entire the the entire you know the layout and how things work in in the entire pro hockey kind of culture in the pro hockey world so um big shout out to him uh he's a great guy they're really lucky team to have him he's a he's going to be have a huge impact on a lot of those on a lot of those youngsters out there um and i really wish him all the all the best and best of luck this upcoming season. Uh, many of you have potentially noticed this little ball. Uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, some of you have seen some of my clips. This ball here uh, sits on my desk for the clients who have actually walked in here. Usually always ask me what that is and what it's about. It's just a regular lacrosse ball sitting on my desk. This is actually the ball he used to use uh, every single day in St. John's. He used to leave it on my desk and uh, when he left, he actually left it in my desk and wrote a little note for me. So I kept it and I have it on my desk. And so it reminds me of, uh, it's a good reminder of all the time, of all the good laughs we had in those, in those talks we had. So, uh, anyway, uh, if ever you're listening, Neeler, congrats and good luck, man. Wish you all the best. So in today's episode, we are going to be answering uh, an interesting question I had on on, a, on my YouTube channel. Uh, someone was watching one of my Move Better Monday clips and asked a quick question about uh, hip shifting when they're squatting and why their hip was shifting uh, and brought up the question of whether tightness may have an impact. Now, tightness is actually a really interesting discussion simply because a lot of us attribute uh, tightness or lack of flexibility and kind of use those two interchangeably. So I want to kind of touch on that first and then get into his question. And uh, what I'm going to be discussing first will really lead into that. So it'll kind of make sense as I go through this. Uh, so the first thing is tightness is not exactly the same thing of lack, lack and flexibility. They both have the same, uh, they both present themselves the same way. They both show the same, somewhat the same symptoms, but uh, tightness is generally caused by a, an overworking muscle. So if someone's overworking, let's say their hip flexors, they'll feel very tight in the hip flexors. They'll think to always stretch it out. Now, stretching it out is a great idea. That's going to help kind of create some space in that capsule. So for example, if the front of your hip, if you're 
the front portion of your hip is really tight and when you're seated you feel like the front of your hips are always tight uh, that could be from constantly being in that shortened position and not being able to actually create movement and open that up so that's not going to be a lack of flexibility that's actually going to be a lack of range of motion and a consistent uh, and a consistently held position for over a long period of time so it's an overactive muscle uh, or a short muscle over a long period of time lack of flexibility is someone who just doesn't have the uh, the fiber range of motion so the, the fibers can't stretch out that much uh, but it doesn't mean that they have a limited range of motion they just have a lack of flexibility in a specific joint so they'll have a complete range of motion that well not a complete range of motion but they'll have a functional range of motion and they'll maybe want to go get a little bit more potentially if it's not entirely functional for their sport they'll want to do that now when it comes back to uh you know tightness and lack of flexibility the question was would a potential hamstring a uh, tight hamstring cause the hip to shift now the tight hamstring won't necessarily be the cause of the hip shifting but a tight hamstring or a or a sorry a tight hamstring would be the would be the symptom that would present itself during a during a hip shift. So generally, what will happen is if you have a tight hamstring, what could be caught, what could be happening is you may not, or that tight feeling in your hamstring, you may actually have a um, a hip that's pitched forward. So basically, what it means is that the that your hip is actually tilting forwards. And what that could mean is that you're generally seated for too long and you've got tightness in the front of your hip. Now, not to get into too much anatomy, I'm gonna use my phone here. I probably should have brought up the skeleton, but I'll use my phone so I don't have to get up. But if you're a hip flexor in the front here, this is the front and this is the back. So those of you who are watching me on YouTube, you can see. So if the front of your hip uh, is actually tilted down, so it's being pulled down, the back of your hip is riding up. What's actually interesting is that your hip flexor, I mentioned this I think in, a, in an episode, uh, earlier episode, but your hip flexor that's on the back, uh, your hip flexor actually starts in the back, so it starts on, your, on the spine in the back and then passes through and actually comes through to the front of the hip. So it's not actually just starting and ending on the front of the hip it starts in the back and ends in the front so it actually aids in that pull so that's going to actually help the hip pull up now what will happen there is that if you actually give up too much of that range to that hip shift forward that tilting forward if you give up too much of that to the front of the hip your hamstring that's actually starting and ending on the back is never going to be able to pull down because it's never going to have enough leverage to be able to anchor and yank down so it's going to give you that impression of a tight hamstring but it's actually just not in a position to be able to stretch anymore and have you bring your leg up or bend your body forward because it's already so it's already pulled so far forward and it's been in that elongated position all the time but it's trying its best to hold on so it's actually in a very mechanically poor position to be able to function so it's going to present itself as a tight hamstring but that could just be you know one side of your hip that's a little bit tighter than the other because you've been overusing that one side or you have a dysfunction on, the one, on that one side so you have a tight hip which is causing so you basically have a shortened shortened angle at the front of the hip which is causing that tight hamstring which is going to make you potentially shift your weight so all in all that's essentially what that 
that entire thing comprises. So what I really wanted to discuss today was kind of spin off of that question a bit and kind of go into uh, a bit of discussion along, you know, tightness and stretching and flexibility. And I did speak about this at one point. Uh, I think it was in a post, but it was discussing flexibility, you know, stretching. Should we ever stretch? Stretching is not a bad thing. It just depends if you're stretching for the right reasons. If you're stretching a muscle that doesn't need to be stretched, there's no point in doing it. Uh, but if you are stretching for a purpose, as I mentioned, to potentially a maybe release the front of the hip, so spend some time foam rolling the front of the hip, then you're trying to stretch it out to create some movement, and then you're going to activate the back of the back of the body, so the glutes and the hamstrings to help kind of pull it down and engage the that posterior chain is what we call it then that's a great thing to do because then you're going to be stretching what actually needs to be stretched and you're not wasting your time stretching what doesn't need to be stretched. And I notice that a lot. I see that a lot of in individuals. The uh, tightness actually gets confused a lot. So we immediately think we got tightness, we've got to stretch it, but it's not always the case. It very much comes down to positioning because if you're tight on one side, you can be tight on the other side because it's pulling it down. So your tension on one side may be just a lack of giving up that range. It's not allowing you to move. And the other one is it's actually been stretched out like crazy and doesn't need to be stretched out anymore. It actually needs to be shortened so it could come down into a comfortable position and kind of relieve some of that stress a little bit and actually allow you to be able to function a little bit better. So you really want to make sure that you're differentiating between the two. And again, it's very hard if you're if you're not uh, skilled in in body awareness and you don't really understand the difference between the two. So don't be don't be afraid to seek help for this and actually get a professional that might have an idea of why you might be feeling that tightness. Generally speaking, the majority of individuals will feel that in the front of the hip. Uh, and the reason they'll feel that in the front of the hip is as I've mentioned in you know probably 50% of my episodes was the front of your hip gets tight because you're seated too long, whether it be at work or in your car or at home on weekends or, you know, a lot of a lot of athletes will get it when they're traveling, you know, if they're going from work to the gym, if they have to travel long distance from work to the gym, they'll get tight in front of the hip and then jump right into a workout. And then they won't know why things aren't working properly. It's because the front of that hip is not giving up enough slack so that your body cannot start firing the right muscles. And I know I know I hit on the 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 front of the the front of the hip a lot and it's simply because if we look at the grand scheme of things the population seems to be falling into that for the majority of cases so a lot of us sit down I'm sitting down right now I sit down for a chunk of my day even though I am in the fitness industry most of you would think I'd be standing I do but I do work a lot behind the desk when I'm creating these these clips when I'm creating these podcast episodes when I'm doing all my clips on Instagram when I'm doing all my uh editing and 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 basically uh you know content creation it does it does eventually get a little bit taxing on the front of the hip which is why i use this this desk that i'm actually sitting on right now is actually a sit to stand desk so i can literally just prop right out of it i'm trying not to prop too high but if you if you're watching on youtube i just stood up and then i can just sit right back down i've got a stool that really rises and drops pretty far and it's also not a super uh, comfortable, you know, kind of reclining stool. There's no back to it. So I actually have to engage my core to stay up in this position. So it forces me to try to work that posture a little bit more and try to work my core a little bit more. Um, 
And the only reason I do this is because I spend a lot of my time going from seated to standing, seated to standing, seated to standing. And when I am standing and I am working, I really have to be able to demonstrate a lot of these movements and I can't be hindered by a tight hip or something like that. So I would I would probably tell you that, you know, kind of tying into the question on YouTube and potentially answering some of the questions or probably answering some thoughts that you have. But if you are noticing that the front of your hip is tight, uh, and if you are seated for a long period of time during the day, you know, you're getting that back pain or whatever, the front of the hip is not a bad place to be stretching. I would actually advise maybe stretching it uh, on a daily basis to be able to kind of relieve that stress that you're putting yourself in because you're always in that position. And better yet, be a little bit more proactive and potentially stand up throughout your day. This is a performance thing. It's a foundation thing. You need to be able to constantly keep moving. Our bodies were designed to continuously change positions all the time and never be sta- never stay in that one position for a very long period of time. If that's the case, you're generally going to be asking for a problem to arise, and that will be potentially in back pain, hip pain, hip shift on your squats and stuff like that, movement problems when you're at the gym trying to increase your performance. So you really want to make sure you're covering that as much as you can because we spend most of our day in those uh, unoptimal positions or compromising positions. So... Before I end off today's episode, I did want to mention that uh, if you are listening to this on Monday, the one second, the Monday, the 27th. Thank you, calendar. Um, if you are listening to this on Monday, the 27th or Tuesday, the 28th, depending on when this thing, because it's coming out on Monday, 27th, because I want to give any one of you who are listening right now a chance to keep an eye out. I will be doing a sit down potentially on the 30th. Uh, with a couple of strength coaches uh, that own a CrossFit gym in the Montreal area. We're going to sit down, do a quick kind of a roundtable discussion on some stuff, uh, answer some questions. Hopefully, we can get a nice a nice uh, Q&A session going there, probably start off with about five to 10 minutes of general discussion and then uh, kind of give you an idea of what they do and give you a background of them and then fire right into some Q&A. So I will be posting something on my Instagram uh, account to ask some questions during that time. If you rem- if you don't remember, if not, shoot me an email, shoot me a message, uh, post something on my Facebook wall, something like that. Just try to get a question out to me and I will try to get that answered for you in that Q&A session with those guys. These are these are some guys that I really uh, I really like. I like what they're doing. That's why I'm having them on the show. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're forward thinking a lot and they've they've really come some way, come a long way with their business. Uh, we knew we've known each other for about 5 to 6 years now, probably more than that, probably close to 7 years now. Um, and so you know, I've, I've actually seen a lot of their, I've seen their business kind of grow over the years. So it's going to be really nice to have them on the show and talk a bit about that and kind of give some input on a lot of the stuff they do. They're big time power lifters, big time, uh, uh, Olympic lifters. So they're going to be able to answer a lot of those questions. If you do have those, if you have any questions on there, if you're taught, if you want to talk strength, if you want to talk squat, deadlift, um, power cleans, hand cleans, all the Olympic lifts. This is a good time to get those questions out. I'm sure they'll be trying to get some questions uh, from some of their audiences. So if you if you are going to ask me a question, I'd really appreciate it. It'd be awesome to kind of get that in there. So again, 
Thank you very much for listening. If you guys are listening on the podcast, have a great day. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, it's probably coming out a little bit later at night, but I hope you guys had a great day and hope you guys have a great day tomorrow. And until the next time, guys, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.